Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Campcast. If you guys do enjoy, don't forget to go and give us a look over on Patreon. If you head over to our Patreon, you can support us there, allowing us to put out more... Oh, oh wait. <laughs> Oh wait! <laughs> <laughs> you are evil. You are evil. You are, you're pure evil. We win. Yeah, we <laughs> we, win. We, we won the we game of friends. <laughs> we won. We won the game of friends. You either win or you die. <laughs> the game of podcasts. <laughs> and I'm Alex sure has been playing that game for quite a while now. Oh, is that three episodes in? Yep. Three episodes in, three podcasts in. Sorry. Three podcasts in, and it's it's, it's gone. It's like you're a fool, I'm Alex. You're a fool. We are gods evil. Have smitten you down today. <laughs> gods, gods, you were strong then. <laughs> the old gods and the new judged you, and you have failed. Yeah. But uh, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the the camp. No, I didn't mean to say that. Welcome no, back to the coffee to the, club. Um, yeah. How are you all doing today? Jesus, that, yeah. was, a bit, that was a bit snide for me. That uh, was extremely uh, snide. Alex is going to beat me when he gets back for America. Yeah, that does full on just snide. The snide levels are too damn high. That's a very old meme. But wow. we're very we're very sorry for taking such a long break. But do you know why we took a long break? What do you mean? We we, we, we kind of we kind of forgot to record episodes. Well, it's like we always do this thing of where it's like yeah we're recorded and we do actually you do come to my apartment i don't go to yours because everyone's here like, yeah that's, everyone's like, here that's pretty that's much it is. like what's uh, the point but yeah but that's the that's the main problem everyone's here so you'll get here and we'll probably like order food or something or play fifa and then uh, we forget yeah well we won't forget we'll be like we're we're gonna go over to alex's now and we're gonna chill there and then we'll come back and record and it gets to it's two in the morning and we're like yeah uh, we, we, we just do it tomorrow and we'll then do it to- it's and procrastinating then, it's yeah procrastinating and then the process repeats but actually today i put aside socials i was meant to go out for a meal uh sorry lily uh, i don't think many people will know lily maybe they will if they're that much of a dedicated stan but yep. um yeah i um I put aside my stuff to record an episode of where I get very, very angry about Game of Thrones season. <laughs> you've been wait, you've been waiting for this one. You've been uh, waiting. This is the one I've been wanting to do more than any episode we've ever yeah. done. I have so much to say, and you even said before this, yeah. I'm just gonna let you go off on this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna let you just go on on a tangent because but, like you've got so much to say. Oh, I think my Twitter account shows it. I literally yeah. posted like an hour ago a video called how um, Game of Thrones was massacred or something yeah. and everyone was just like no 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 please stop this I yeah. will not fucking stop this honestly it's uh, like also it's... sorry sorry uh, can I no, you can you can do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we 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 did this thing at the starting of where we're like we're gonna try and keep it like not like PC on here, but we're gonna try and not say like. Uh, but we're just gonna anything go. we're, that we're your parents be... would get mad at you for saying in public. Yeah, I don't know why we did that, but we're just gonna go off. We're, yeah, just, we're, yeah, just we're gonna go off. Like Fra- Fraser is very I mad today. I just do not give a fuck at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, my last video actually this is the first video in ages I haven't censored swear words and it's fully fucking monetized. <laughs> So I and and the other ones which I censored shit was demonetized. So I'm like, I just don't care. I think it's because YouTube detect the bleeps and think, wait, you swore that it's a Minecraft villager sound. I don't use a bleep. I I even said to my mouth with the Minecraft villager. Yeah, it's. But um, right, that's that. Wait, let's just get into it. I basically we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones. Of course, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. We're gonna talk about yeah. It's it's just. The series, it started so promisingly. I mean, it didn't just start. It no. was amazing for, I I would say, six seasons. Because people have their problems with season six. But se- the ending of season six had some of the best episodes I'd in the say, I'd w- I would say that from, se- I'd say it's four, f- four and a half seasons. Because seasons one to four was amazing. Then the last half of season six was amazing. Season five and the beginning of season six was a bit... 
Uh, as, season five had some moments. Had it, had, it definitely had some and moments, yeah. Season five was one of the only um, ones where they have actual good moments which aren't pulled from the book, like Hardcore, yep, wasn't it? Yep, like, yep. It might end up being in the book, but at so, this point, it's not in the book. I'd say four. I'd say four and a half seasons. Yeah. I guess. So I just want to premise this with yeah. Game of Thrones is still my favorite show, um, and like despite my obvious problems of season eight and season seven, yep. like we are like eternally grateful to the people that put the show together, like the production, the whole team, everyone who worked on it, other than mm-hmm. two fucking not going to say that word. Yeah. But two, two writers. Yeah. Two writers. Um. D and D. Who I am not a big fan of, and I don't think many people really are. I, it's it, the whole fandom is like at war right now. It is the war of the. I said battle of the bust. It, it is <laughs> it's all over again. You like you, but yeah, it, we, we. I'm pretty sure we can all admit that at this point, season eight, regardless of you liked it or not, was not to the standards of any other season, even season seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, that? see, because the problem is, it changed from a show that relied on politics and good writing to further the plot to just battles and CGI set pieces. Yeah, lots of magic zombies, and I think the because like I'm watching season, I'm on season two right now, and I've been rewatching it, and it's amazing, um, and it's so fucking good, and it's all dialogue. The only times I don't actually enjoy the season ones to four, for the most part actually are the sword fights the, the battles in mm. the books there aren't many fights um they're quite unique um to the books um but in this i think they shoved in a lot of extra fights purely to make it when it first came out look more appealing because obviously big sword fights everyone likes a big sword fight um so i, I i'm more about the dialogue and an interesting statistic was released of basically the words per minute on game of thrones has gradually gone down yeah. and down every single season mm-hmm. and season one to four it didn't really go down much but then you the, the later seasons um it went down yeah. a lot and it's noticeable in season eight there are so many like moments of where it's just people staring or walking yeah i was gonna say something about i I know it's really bad for me to jump on the last episode immediately but in the last episode there was zero dialogue for the first 20 minutes yeah it was weird it it felt really you know i mean i think would let's just go through episode one to seven and brief one to six sorry um and briefly give our thoughts on them so episode one winterfell i could past winterfell i passed um, i passed because i foresaw it and i thought that was very underwhelming but it's episode one of a season yeah exactly the only problem was it was episode one of a six episode season so i was like if that was a 10 episode season i would have actually liked that episode uh i liked that it did reintroduce people and like it did give like the meetups needed like the starks uh reunion with everyone yeah i felt that yeah that episode in particular it was it the Game of Thrones had been gone for two years, as in you needed to get people yeah, to need, ease it. You yeah. couldn't just go into the battle of fucking... You couldn't go into... Im- immediately into the battle. Well, it just immediately into like the build-up to the battle because you need to get... I think one thing... The one thing I didn't like about the episode was the amount of... Um, like you know fan i'd say fan service in the first one i think it's a victim of the entire season but fan service in the first episode in particular felt like you know it felt a bit over the top because the writers since it was ahead of the books the writers felt a need to bring back people from earlier seasons where it was like you know oh it's like it's for those people who react to the show in bars and say oh i remember that guy he was in that episode i watched a few years before that's what that's why i kind of you know i it, it felt a bit you know 
tacky, I guess. Yeah. That's the one thing I didn't like about the episode. But after that, we got on to episode two, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. And genuinely, I've just had to read the description because I cannot remember what happens other than John telling Daenerys he's a Targaryen. That's all I can remember from that That's legit. I, I've, been, I've watched so many reviews, I genuinely don't remember the second episode. Yeah, what happened in the second, other than the Targaryen Wait, was the, was, the, was was Sam telling John in episode one or two? I'm guessing it was one. Because it went on two. Because, wait. It must have been one. It must have been one. It must have been one or something. Like, but it, that just shows. <gasps> I yeah. remember what happened in one now. Go on. The ending. That's when they yeah, found yeah, the yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. They found, remember, and then they found the kid that was like, had turned into a White Walker. Yeah. Yeah. That, I don't know why. I just remember that was the last scene. But it, it's like, um, I think that really is a good exp- good re- explanation of how we feel about this show because it's like there's a whole episode where we can't remember what happens like that in a six episode season that really shouldn't be happening like it should be a case of like we remember every fucking episode the rumor a year ago where it's like oh yeah yeah every every episode is gonna be a feature length film man oh i remember how excited remember before the before the broadcast even on the podcast we were so excited that all the episodes are gonna be really long two hours long like two shit. hours long what all the of them f- films fuck were they recording for two years other than fucking reshoots was that it just reshoots i'm pretty sure it was reshoots because if if you look at in the two years between the seasons a lot of the actors had been busy on other works i believe i'm yeah. trying to remember because like i i felt that there was a limbo maybe they didn't even start recording until one year <laughs> there was one year to go Mate, i would not be fucking shocked genuinely it was it, it's so insane that two of them episodes honestly i don't think required longer than a month to record genuinely uh, the first two episodes. Now, The Long Night, I can understand why that took so yeah, long. Yeah, uh, That's episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, for me, the most... I'd say the most disappointing, but every episode got worse and worse. Yeah, and I'd, but I'd, worse. I'd say for what they built up, for eight seasons of build-up to just have that one episode feel, just, it felt... That wasn't to be like the Helm's Deep or the Battle of Minas Perez. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was meant to be the Helm's Deep or the whole franchise. You're meant to look at it and look back at it. Yeah, that was meant to be Helm's Deep and the Battle of King's Landing was meant to be like Minas Perez. You know? Yeah. But it was just shit. Um, yeah. And I'm not that much of a complaint complainer about the um thing you couldn't see because i think what they were trying to go for was like weirdly enough the realism um in a show about zombies and stuff but i feel like game of thrones has mastered the combination of mythical things and realism like you can see these big dragons but for some reason it still makes sense in like seasons one to four when the dragons start to mm-hmm. appear whereas in season eight it just forgets its own rules that's the yeah. problem game of thrones forgets the rules dnd forgets the rules yeah, yeah um and people have been complaining things like the mcu have progressively been forgetting their own rules um which i, I don't think is particularly as true um, I don't. I, I'm trying to think of I don't an example. Think, I don't think the MCU has time travel. I don't think the MCU has many rules, really. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones is a. It has rules. Game of Thrones is bigger and better than than the MCU. Like the it's in terms of complexity, it's much more and because far the MC, more complex. Because the, the MCU is literally it's like a modern version. It's basically like an alternate reality version of the world that we're currently living in. Game of Thrones is basically like it's trying it's like Tolkien. It's like J.R. Tolkien's like Middle Earth. It's kind of like Middle Earth, but you know, yeah. more yeah. compact. It's it's a it's a genuine world which is meant to be like it's like an alternative reality in a way. It's a place where you 
can really think actually existed mm-hmm. whereas the mcu is a thing which it's obvi- earth it's earth 616 which is an alternate version of the current earth yeah but this it, one just seems to not have many rules yeah there's no and that's rules why established. people like yeah. superhero films because, because the, it's like they go they break the rules regularly to yeah and that's why people like people like things like deadpool because the rules are being broken every fucking minute of the film whereas yeah. game of thrones people enjoy it because of the realism and how it's set rules as in you see game of thrones before watching it going in blind you think it's a generic fantasy series which has a bunch of all that kind of stuff you watch mm-hmm. on bbc at like 8 p.m but then you watch it and it's like wait it's kind of a realistic kind of it's a realistic depiction of a fantasy environment yeah and there was history there was yeah, lots there's, of history, there's history in there's it there's so much yeah. history they've got five prequels on the way yeah as in the, what made the show so good in the earlier seasons was because everything was explained normally it wasn't like exposition dumps you could see the world that they're living in and they like you know how like the legend of like the mad king and everything how they talked about the yes. mad king before and how Jamie's reputation yeah. was based on what happened before the series even started that's good writing. Yeah. It doesn't require you to go sit down like in the later seasons and sit down and say, do you know this happened? Let's go to a flashback. I, I, I think this this moves straight on to the elephant of the room of Daenerys Targaryen because that she's obviously the most controversial character now. Um, yeah. it's, very, it's, it's a shame and it's very weird because I have this belief, and I told you it, that at the beginning of Game of Thrones, the first three seasons... John, Kit Harrington as Jon Snow was fantastic. He was the perfect yes, Jon Snow. He was. He was. Amelia Clark as Daenerys wasn't very good. She had some good moments, but her acting wasn't exactly amazing. Yeah, she was going as but an it actor. But flip flopped. Season eight, Amelia Clark was fantastic. Yeah. She she literally got given a dog shit script, and she had to like make something of it. I mean, I'm just going to quickly throw straight forward into it of the scene of when she's on her dragon about to burn down King's Landing, and she. Right to this to this day, we still do not know the thing that made her mind just tick. Yeah, like what was going. I've what, seen what, so many threads and everything, just saying what was going through her mind yeah, at what, that moment. What made was it the bells? Was it the thought of seeing Cersei? So, and Amelia Clark. Imagine if it wasn't Amelia Clark and it was just a regular standalone actor. She actually had to like somehow form some form of emotion. I think the emotion came from the fact that she knew her character was about to be ruined. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. It's Daenerys. It's it's a it's a weird one because people don't seem to understand that. I guess a lot of dedicated fans aren't mad at the fact she became the Mad Queen. Yep. People are mad at how it happened, how quickly it happened. How, yeah, because it could have been a good storyline. It could have been a genuine, bittersweet, like George R. Martin yeah, promised like- storyline. Because this character that everyone has loved turns not randomly; she turns evil. Yeah, but just she turns into a father, and it's it, the whole thing. Somebody, some YouTuber said it. They said they didn't like it, but I don't think it was that bad of a plot. A plot, basically, the the ancestry of the Targaryen house has developed mental illness because incest fucks up your body and your mind, um, and it gets to the point of that's why the Targaryens began to go crazy because they are incest. Yeah. So, um, and it comes a mental health thing, and it shows the whole time Daenerys has been kind of fighting a mental illness, which is it, which is causing her to go mad, pretty much, just like her father had. Mm-hmm. So, it would be a case of, there are flashes of Daenerys going mad, uh, even though she doesn't kill millions of innocents, yeah. she, she does, there are s- some times where she doesn't seem to show empathy, uh, for example, when her brother died, I feel like even if your brother was an evil cunt, you would still not really want to watch your brother have gold mounted over his head. That was that also reminds me of another scene, like you know when like in an, in season, this was season six, right? When Sansa executed Ramsay, yeah, you could see like the initial impact of the dogs, like 
like the dogs going at Ramsey. It sounds like cringe, like she recoiled where it was like, that's kind of painful. You're watching someone, yeah. even though he was the most evil bastard on the whole show, yeah. or one of the most evil bastards on the whole show, that is, yeah, you'd still saw like his face starting to get rip up, ripped off by these dogs. So Sansa like cringed a bit and then slowly continued watching. You didn't see that kind of stuff with Daenerys when her brother yeah, died. So the seeds were there, but for some reason the seeds randomly turned into fifty foot trees. Yeah, you know? pretty much. <laughs> like it, it was, it was so weird and random, and it is just bad writing. And I do not understand how anyone can so desperately defend this because yeah i i would love to call this a, a good season because it's clear i don't get the mindset of people saying people just want to hate the show we've all watched this show for about nine years now why, why would you would suddenly want to hate the show yeah it's like if i if lord of the rings had two amazing films the first of the ring and the twin towers um and then randomly we want the the return of the king for example is shit it's not it's amazing but if it was shit we wouldn't want it to be shit no, that's, no I'd, I'd say one i'd say a better analogy would be like hobbit like you'd say the yeah, hobbit nobody wanted the hobbit to be shit but it was shit yeah well painfully average not really shit but it was i'd shit. say painfully average and it's because it was, uh, it was it's coming off the coattails of like the one of the best fantasy film series of all time yeah. Then it's like you're gonna get a problem with people saying that it's, it's bad. Yeah. The problem is with Game of Thrones, no one's looking to hate her. Yeah. No one looks to Everyone hate her. Everyone fully acknowledged that this show was the best show of all time, but now Breaking Bad has that title. Well, I'm pretty sure. No, I think people were still like, you know, it was either between, it was between Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. I think for and the most part, I think people do did believe that Game, Game of Thrones had Breaking Bad beat for some time. But that's the thing. Breaking Bad's finale setup was so well. Breaking Bad's final season tied up so many loose ends so well people were expecting game of thrones to be like you know hbo's new the sopranos or the new wire where yeah. it was so good all the way through but then you notice a quality drop by season seven where it's like do are you sure they like people are starting to worry they're like yeah. the yeah. last season has all of this it needs to be good or else like people when people came in with feature length episodes and everyone was like oh my goodness we're gonna get season one to four writing with the battles that's what everyone was expecting but, not what we got but again as i watched a video the problem even with feature length episodes is in some of these episodes it felt like you were watching two different episodes the last episode for example it went from this dark episode of where daenerys was giving this like nazi-esque speech yeah and then um fucking john tragically stabs her and, Tyr and her. you see like Tyrion and john have that conversation which i'm gonna get into later but yeah. they have the conversation and, and, and then, then it just turns into like okay guys let's pick the king we're gonna have some funny moments Tyrion's gonna move some chairs uh brian's gonna write in a book and we're gonna send everyone off and have a happy ending it's like this is the same episode game of thrones exactly. is famous for having the penultimate moment of the season in the episode before and then the final episode kind of wraps things up in a way yeah um, where and i guess a lot of people when it's coming out have like that's not as fun but when you watch it back from one to six when, yeah when you it's amazing it. yeah. it's amazing yeah but with with this it's like then two episodes were in one and it just makes no sense and it's horrible pacing the writing's horrible john's stabbing daenerys that's great that actually fulfills one prophecy i'm pretty sure yeah um, but the I, way the it happened felt really like it felt I, it's just the writing I, well i think and the moment wasn't great but i'm saying is the narrative of john if the things were played the out, concept of john doing if there was that. two seasons of daenerys going mad and trying to take over the world and then john copies um 
Jamie Lannister and kills the queen rather than the king, exactly. uh, it would be a good narrative sense. He had to kill his lover. It's bittersweet. But then other characters... This is the thing. There was only one character in the whole thing that faced a consequence, and that was the villain. The actual... For the first time in Game of Thrones, they made a actual villain other than the Night King. So basically, every single character for the last seven seasons has had actual... They've had good things about them and reasons other than I think Ramsay. It, it, it's great morality. Even Ramsay had some things. He, yeah. wanted to, he did want to please his father and he did fucking kill his father but he wanted to please his father. Yeah, and but he, the thing is it's the great morality that's what people liked. All of them, yeah. it wasn't black and white. There was no good and there was no evil. Yeah. Um, well, there probably was evil. No, but there, there was, was evil really, but it was evil with a reason. Yeah, and there wasn't really, the only good character right, genuinely good and tr- completely true to his name got killed in the first season. Yep. Ned Stark. He was too honourable and he died. Mm-hmm. Look at um when you that when you go after into season two and it's um it's the Battle of the, uh, the Five Kings. Yeah. There's not much honour there, really. Yeah, there? exactly. Rob Stark wasn't like his dad. He was more Tywin Lannister. Mm-hmm. There was throughout the whole thing, Tywin was basically respect respectful towards uh, res- towards Rob. He acknowledged that he was a good war guy. He was good in combat. He won three battles in a row. Um, and it, was, it got to the point of where people were being dirty. Even Stannis, who was loved, killed his own brother with blood magic. Mm-hmm. But he was still loved because there was actual, like you said, grey moral reasons there um, to do these things. Um, but with this season eight, they made a Darth Vader. They had to go out and paint this paint this person out to be a villain. They randomly got Cersei to die with Jaime. And that's also convenient. So it's fucking... Uh, how have I forgotten his name? Wait, who? Jamie versus um, Greyjoy. The, what? You're, you're, wait, fuck. Euron. Sorry, yeah, Euron. Wait, yeah. But that was also convenient when Euron doesn't get killed by a dragon. The whole ship's on fire and then he swims to the bay so conveniently, climbs onto the bay the moment Jaime Lannister gets on there and they conveniently have the worst fight in the entire show. Yeah, it was... And then, he somehow dies because of the injury and I know people will say okay he was going to die anyway because the the thing collapsed on him why did they not just leave that place and try to escape like anyone else would like why realistically Cersei was pregnant with his child why did they just wait in there why why did they not just try and leave even if they were to die they were still going to die fucking anyway yeah so but why that's not the thing, leave no, but it was like it was character by the character bastardization the whole season round like there was literally not the whole thing about villains there was literally one new villain every episode like episode 3 Night King episode 4 Cersei episode 5 Daenerys episode 6 then Grey Worm and then like it's and it also um the scene when fuck it, in the last one of the last scenes uh, in in the whole thing of Jamie's character arc, he says that he doesn't care about the people, despite he is one yeah, of the character. He's the character that b- has bet- betrayed his family's name, his own honor, made everyone in the kingdom basically mock him and laugh him for the rest of his life because he stabbed somebody in the back to protect the realm and protect the people. So this whole thing, which has been the main f- the fire yeah. to his character arc, now is irrelevant because he says he doesn't care about the people and he just makes himself out to be a, a, dickhead, a dickhead. A dickhead, pretty much. Just like, a dickhead. Yeah. It's like all these seasons and people would be like, well, it's Game of Thrones, man. It's brutal. It's not, it's not like that. Yeah. But, but at least it's well the, written and you yeah, can see it coming. It's well written, not just, hold up. I actually kind of like that bloke I was with three episodes ago who had just left. No. Like, where where's the time development here as well? It's 
four four three episodes before he just left exactly so, so how the episodes, hell did he get there you also have to think in four episodes he's gone from King's Landing to all Winterfell, the way to Winterfell then Winterfell he stayed there and then came back and then somehow found Cersei and had a big old fight with Yorin Greyjoy yeah the, dr- the drug somehow of- didn't die getting there yeah, the geography of the entire thing has been completely it's, messed up. It's like, mental. The, no, do you know what made me like a bit like really mad as well? The way they took Grey Worm, who was like a likable, relatable, like, you know, as a loyal character, turned him into a dickhead in one episode. I, I can see why he was angry because obviously- I can see, I, I can see to why. To turn into like this fucking- Murdering, murdering yeah, prick. Yeah, like- Like, I thought John was going to duel him right then and I, there. I, that would have actually been- good writing because yeah, John would have been like hold up you're killing loads of people and you're leading these people maybe I should fight you oh no no wait I'm a secondary character now just like Tyrion's also she's my queen yeah like, it's like Jon Snow had no, I feel so bad for Kit Harrington I feel so bad he, for him I, I swear in his writing it would have been like do that awkward smile you do and then do that awkward straight face you do yeah, and and just like, do that for seven, six episodes and then just say she's my queen yeah like, that, that, he's the queen I'm like yeah it, it was just that I like the do, the do people, read, oh, there's a big fly. I know there's been a big fly. I've been anno- I've been ignoring it the entire time. Is that a fly? <laughs> no, yeah, it's buzzing around really loudly. Really but annoying. yeah, uh, hold <laughs> on. continue speaking. I'm gonna get yeah. out. Yeah, well, you need to open the windows. But anyway, um, so the problem that I have with John, with like Kit Harrington, well, how, did you see that? You've seen the documentary, right? Like you watched the um, Game of Thrones documentary. We I watched it yesterday. Yeah, I did. And during the table read, so there was a t- so in any TV show and any film, I guess I think they didn't do they didn't do this for in Endgame and Infinity War, but they normally have a table read where they read the entire script with yeah. all the, the cast and the crew, and the they, script writes and sorry, everything. Sorry, but can they can people hear that audio? But does it appear on your laptop? It doesn't appear on my laptop, oh, and also good. I can also it, it's very noise cancelling. So. What happens during a table read is that the table, um, during the table read, they'd, um, what's it called? They'd read through the script, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire they do, team. They do it for quite a lot of things, don't they? Yeah, they didn't do it for Endgame and Infinity War because they were like, you know, there was no, the script kept being changed and they didn't want access to know about everything on the script. Now, Kit Harrington specifically said he wouldn't read the script of the last episode. He wanted to, he wanted to react to it in real time. Yeah. Amelia Clark did. You've, and I'm not sure whether you guys she have like seen it. She slid down the table. Yeah. It, I don't, like, you guys probably have seen it on Twitter by now or on social media, but look at, if you look at it, watch the reaction when Kit reads that John kills Daenerys in that episode. If you look at the script, you see Kit's reaction like, oh my God. Yeah. And you see Emilia Clarke's reaction just sliding down Emilia, in a seat and cringing. Like John's, not John, Kit Harrington, his his like reaction looked like something. He could have been upset because of it happened, but but you look at then you look at Emilia Clarke and she's like actually cringing. Like she was dying to tell John what happened. Well, not John. She was dying to tell Kit. Yeah. What happened? But it was like you know. You couldn't say anything, as in... They, and, well, they just appeared to dislike it. Yeah, like, speaking of the table read as well, the actor for Varys, for Varys is it Varys or Varys? Yeah, Varys. yeah, for Varys, the actor for the actor who plays him, he was... I I felt his pain. Yeah. I felt his pain while reading where, the way he died. Yeah. The way he died in that scene. That was episode two, right? Or was that episode three? No. It no, it was after episode four. No, it was episode... It was second last episode, sorry. The way he died, I could feel like it was pain to be. He was he was blessed with good writing the whole show. Oh yeah, he was he uh, he was literally the only character who stayed true to himself. Yeah, and he was blessed with writing like his 
really brilliant writing the whole he, show. People will complain that um, he turned on Daenerys very quickly. But if you go back and watch season one and season two, you'll um, be very confident in knowing that he actually wanted Daenerys dead originally. And yep. he only changed to Daenerys after he saw how much of a, mo- a monster um, the Lannisters turned into. I mean, yeah. they're already monsters, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it it's like I think he had very accurate writing because obviously Joffrey died in the, in the first season, second season, or first, no, Joffrey turned to a monster, and then he thought, "Fuck this, I'm gonna go find a new queen or king," and yeah. Daenerys was the only option. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I also want to say another massive issue which I didn't notice until the last few days is what the fuck happened to Winter because. It was winter. winter. Oh, it was yes. winter. Yes. But it was a nice little s- bit of snow. For the fucking eight seasons, they've been saying winter 20 is foot, 30 foot snow. And it's like in the peak of the the, the realm other than the beyond the wall, the north, the snow is like, it's melting in some parts. It's like, it's not even that heavy. It's like peak winter yeah. and the snow isn't, fir- there's not 30 foot of snow. There's not enough budget for it. Yeah. There's no fucking, in when, when the Night King was coming in, there was no, these giant ice spiders they were hyping up. Where were the giant ice spiders? I oh, won. well, we want a polar bear. We want a polar bear. I just can't get over it. Behind, okay. Quickly unrelated before we get back to it, but I remember at the end of every Game of Friends episode, I used to look forward to the behind the scenes that they show. It was like it was like in in on in when Doctor Who was broadcasting. I used to look forward to the behind the scenes that they broadcast every time after each episode. This the last two seasons though. The last season it was literally just it used to be showing like all the production and the behind the scenes of like how they get to doing all the stuff technically. Season eight was just D and D sitting in a studio trying to explain the shit writing choices that they did. No, it, it has been that. It's so crazy that they need these these like epilogues to explain. Ec- they never used to explain this in the earlier seasons. There was no explanation. They just showed how they did these scenes. Now, season eight, season seven was already some red flags when they were doing like, oh, we begged Se- HBO to do this, that, and the other. Season seven was a big red flag, and I didn't, I, I saw it, but I was, I did what fans do now, and I just said, I, I, I just had fan goggles on, and I was like, it's going to get better, it's going to get it's better. Gonna, it, it will it's only gonna get make, better. It's going to make sense. Things are going to add up, but yeah. it didn't fucking add up. Yeah, didn't. that's the thing. I th- like I remember when they announced that it was just ahead of the books. Like, when they announced that, because I wasn't as invested to the franchise as everyone was, I'd read, I read the first two books, and I need to catch up again because I'd, like, I haven't read them in a while, but I know about the general lore of the books. Yeah. But then, when they said, like, when it was ahead of the books, and they said, oh, the show's ahead of the books, I was like, this Danger. doesn't Danger. It, it, it could genuinely go all downhill from here and it did and it did like it kind of did because the books had such a high standard of writing and everything remember back in season I think when you watch season yeah. one and you listen to some of the quotes you just know it's George R. Martin that even the right the way people speak in the show went downhill because it was a lot of like uh, like old English it was old English but the old English worked in the show it yeah. felt like they were it speaking it it gradually left it though yeah but, it was like she's my queen on the yeah. north I don't yeah. want it 
literally like, it, it, it just oh, everything declines and then like so like much. Tyrion's dialogue yeah. where he used to like Tyrion's I will always I'll probably say one of the best scenes I'd watched on Game of Thrones with terrible Peter Dinklage's the acting speech. was the speech yeah. and the and the conf- and the confession that he made in season four yeah. to like the demanding a child by combat that is brilliant writing all the way through the entire season yeah. and he got reduced to saying oh I have a bigger cock than you like yeah. and see I that was my first red flag that was his first line of dialogue in season eight. Just talking, really? like, just talking about his cock. I was like, Jeez. "Oh God!" I yeah. was like, "It's it's crazy how much it, the Tyrion his character just got destroyed." I can t- he like, didn't do anything for four seasons other other than fail, 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 and then th- the only redeeming quality about episode eight is because is he actually did have a smart moment after Daenerys had died. You know, um, he actually resolved everything. Which was, but that's, that, even then it was like... Yeah, but that's, that is Tyrion. Though. I know. I was like saying, but even then, if you think about the way the narrative of the series has gone this entire time, is that the lore of the series is like, no matter how noble you are, and no matter how smart you are, that f- a fuck up could ruin you completely. Yeah. One fuck... Like Ned Stark was the most noble person, could have solved every problem in the series in about two episodes and almost did. He fucked up once, once. and it was a tiny fuck he up. And, his little finger. And that cost him. That cost him yep. dearly. It's it's insane. Um, and the worst thing is, um, I see loads of people saying we need to reboot the franchise, and I don't doubt it's going to get rebooted in ten years or something. Maybe even not ten years. I'd say there's going to be another. I'd say like because George R. R. Martin After did say he he did sell the rights to like the rights to. So he's not lent. He hasn't. I, I, I'm not. It's not like a, a question of James Cameron like lending him to a company. I think Warner Bros. and AT and T own the rights, like the physical rights, to A Song of Ice and Fire and its adaptations. Okay. Okay. And I think, I, it's, I think it's at George R. R. Martin's discretion that he can sanction a series or not, because he still he treats Game of Thrones as a separate thing to his books. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does. Like, um. Because it's com- it's completely different at this. Point. Yeah. It's com- the it Night King totally isn't different. even in the book. Exactly. That was original. I mean, they're not even called White Walkers in the book. They're called the others. That that's the thing. It could have been so good. Like it could the Night King himself. It was as a threat. He was the main kind of threat in the he marketing. He was the only thing in the whole show which could have been plausible as, as an actual villain. Yeah. Because I complained that they made an made a villain, but the Night King has always been a villain. And yeah. It's always, but you still do not know his reasons and you hoped you were going to get explained. Because the there's no dialogue. Um, um, yeah, there's no dialogue. And you, you were hoping that the season eight was going to be an... Exp- Everyone thought season eight was going to be White Walkers. They yeah. thought White Walker season. That's what it's going to be. That's exactly how they did the branding for the entire season. Like it showed like the Night if, King on the throne. That, yeah, there was like the, the the teaser posters on the front. Then the main poster showed snow and winter and like dead yeah. bodies in the snow. And everyone thought winter is here. Holy shit! It, it, it's honestly so confusing to me that it he last he was in it for one episode pretty much. Yep. Like it's so it really is weird. It really is actually quite baffling and frustrating when you think about it. Like this whole season, everything from the fucking first scene of the whole show is based on these things, these white walkers, mm-hmm. but it, it lasts for a fucking episode. And not even much of that episode as well. Like the build up was okay. It's like Yeah. It's it's weird because I constantly make jokes about the episode. Like I I don't think the episode exists because I couldn't see it. I, I couldn't see anything in that episode. I, I, but like I don't even care about Arya killing the Night King. I'm like, okay, like I don't. Like, I don't... Arya killing the Night King. There was a bunch of stuff that I could have like. I know I I could have said I've made loads of points saying narratively but anyone else could have done it, but I, it's not the act of her doing it. It's I, the yeah. fact that the Night King's been hyped up the whole show. Yeah, and, and it's just like 
I, I don't know. It, I just didn't feel anything this whole season. I felt nothing. When Daenerys died, you sh- when Daenerys Targaryen dies, you should be you like, should feel, oh my god, you should be, god, you should be feel, you, that should like, be a bigger death than most deaths in anything. That should be level of like Iron Man dying. But it was that should be like Tony, yeah, exactly, like Tony Stark like dying, and it'll be like, oh my god, end of an era. Yeah, but it just. I laughed, I think. I, no, I, I when, remember when, when that happened. down the throne, I didn't actually mind that, but I still fucking I, laughed. I remember. The, the only, moment when it happened, I was like, I, only, I, I paused that and I was like, yeah. no, no, no. It was so, it was so um, anticlimactic as well when he stabbed her. I was like, wait, did, did he stab her? Did, was, yeah, exactly. Did he stab her? Is this a dream sequence or something? Yeah, I was like, that was so weird. I, I thought they were going to hug and then they were going to continue and John was going to be like, I need to kill her. But yeah. no, he's like, because it's like the way because i'm gonna i'm gonna be devil's advocate here and try and explain what probably they were thinking that the scene would do to people i'm like you know so this previous scene before which i felt was kind of try hard writing from dna was but that was between john and Tyrion, and Tyrion was it was well written i can give them that but it was so ham-fisted it was like Tyrion explaining the madness of daenerys like it was Tyrion explaining that as it continues on, you'll slowly see a monarch or anyone get slowly madder. And you're, it's trying to, that's D&D explaining to the fans saying, oh, you can't get mad about Daenerys becoming mad because it's foreshadowing, but it felt like tryhard, but it was well right. It was well written from Tyrion they nonetheless. They knew the writing was shit. That's so amazing. they tried to explain it away using Tyrion. Now, I felt that that whole sequence of Tyrion telling John and John saying, oh, she's my queen, she's my queen. Then John witnessing Daenerys being really odd in person was what caused John to like turn on Daenerys. But that felt so, so ham-fisted. And it so felt quick. It felt quick, as in it was like it took it took John so long for Tyrion, like Tyrion's writing, and then Daenerys being really weird for John to be like, "Wait, maybe something is wrong." Yeah. So let me go. Let me go kill her. I'm like, it felt so. It, it was just too fast. Just it's too stuff fast. like Breaking it, Bad. You wouldn't have this in Breaking Bad. You wouldn't have this in old Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. it it, it could have worked, but it it it, it should have worked. It could have worked, but it was just like. There was so much damage at this point, you couldn't fix it. Like, it was just broken. The whole thing was broken. Yeah. The moment Euron Greyjoy came into the show, it went to shit. I, oh my goodness. Okay, no. I think I've saved a thread about this, but one thing about Euron, in the books. He's in, insane. He's insane in the books. And I was like, okay, you can kind of treat him How? as insane because he aimed three arrows at the dragon and shot all three. But like. How the fuck? Did they ruin Yara and Greyjoy? They, I, I think fucking D&D, the night before with their kids were watching fucking Pirates of the Caribbean or some <laughs> shit. Because like, it was that wank. I was like, no, why they is saw, he this sex obsessed fucking drunk? No, no, they saw, he's, they saw like Davy Jones, like Davy Jones. This he's, is not that in, he's not that in the book. Clarify, I haven't read the book in a few years, but. He is not that in the he, books. He's like, a fucking warlord in the book. He's, he's a war. He's, he's a war. He's a warlord who I, I'm pretty sure he's a wi- I'd say he's, wizard, like sorcerer. Like yeah, pretty yeah, much. He yeah. has actual ma- ma- magical stuff, and he has a. He where was this? Where was this scare? This crew. Where was his crew? Because he had a specific crew with their tongues cut out. Yeah, um, the silent crew or some shit like that. Um, and it's like, where was all that? They just got some random fucking dickhead who literally had. Just the regular Greyjoy fleet. Yeah, that, and it was like that. Would you've also highlighted what my main, what one of my problems with the first episode was the way. Let's say Euron gets introduced, and then he's saying that, oh, I want, I want to 
fuck you, Cersei. I want to yeah. fuck you in the ass or something. And Cersei's like, oh, you want a thing? You want you want a fleet? You earn it. You want a queen? You earn your queen. That very same episode, I'm pretty sure not five to ten minutes later, they're shagging. <laughs> they're pretty much shagging. And also, I think it's it, it demeans Yaron's character to bend so easily to Cersei. That's like, exa- like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if George is going to go with that in the books, but um, I just feel like he wouldn't be like that submissive. Really. Yeah, like one thing that everyone keep tries to defend Game of Thrones is that saying this is what George R. R. Martin wanted. This is not what he wanted. If he this wanted is what he this, g- he would share the fucking episodes. On the the, exactly. Page. If they're get, if what the pl- the plan that he gave D and D, I'm pretty sure was with the mindset with him and HBO thinking that D and D would have one more season and ten episodes. Yeah. I, that's I, the plan what happened with game of friends is basically they had is is it four it's four books five books yeah five books yeah five books with the upcoming two two, two yeah something like that maybe even six books yeah, yeah, get, yeah they had a bunch of fucking books they had a bunch of books and a bunch of law they had actual quotes writing all their thousands and thousands of pages mm-hmm. of literature to go off and then they got they got also and they got told the ending one when they made the show and mm-hmm. then they got told three bombshells, which was confirmed by George, and two of the bombshells released, but the first one never got released. And I'm guessing yeah. it's Daenerys kills Jon, or Bran becomes the king, something like yep, that. Yeah, probably. Um, but the problem is, after the books went, they then got given a lot of sprinkles from George of certain things that happened. So he gave them the main points of Daenerys going mad, um, Euron uh, killing a dragon, something like that. He yeah, gave yeah. these main points. The night, uh, the, 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 the he gave the ending. Of the, ni- well, the Night King. Not, well, we'll not say, the, maybe not the Night King, but no, the no, ending no. He'd of, say, well, what becomes of the others? Yeah, what yeah. becomes of them? Uh, and the he gave the little points for the big points, but he didn't give them, understandably, any information between that to build it. Whereas the reason Game of Thrones is so successful and so wonderful as a series is because when you watch the older series is you get... I, I used to get I whenever I used to watch Game of Thrones I used to always want to, I, I used to always hope is is Daenerys in this episode is Jon in this episode because I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to see them I really want to see the dragons I really want to see that mythical part because it was teased to us for a little little, little sprinkles but with with and you it's so many plots and so many characters are being shown just like in the books the chapters are from characters' perspectives exactly but in this it's just we're in Winterfell. Uh, it's like a bam, now, we're here. Now um, we're in King's Landing. Like, uh, <laughs> now we're in yeah, Winterfell again. It's, it's just King's Landing and Winterfell. It's just Jon and Daenerys, and it's just Cersei and Euron. There's no other characters. But then at the ending, there's about what ten lords and ladies. Yeah. There's randomly, oh, the, the Knights of the Vale, they're back. Yeah, oh, all of uh, a sudden, Dawn's back. Oh, oh, a new Lord of Dawn, which you didn't it's actually like, get his name. Oh, that that guy, Edwin Tully, he's he's still alive. Uh, it's a it's funny like, moment for him. Him, you know it's like that, you know what it is laugh. it's like no it's like you know I, I i hate doing marvel comparisons it's like an end game that funeral scene where everyone is there yeah that this clear fan service but, but they're it was allowed, earned they it's are earned. fucking allowed they're to, allowed to yeah. be there we, this Mar- one is like ha I, I saw the guy i recognize him because realistically with um tony stark's funeral it didn't make too much sense that hank pym was there because yeah. hank pym didn't and we've respect. made a point that he, he, he probably would have maybe uh, done some form of toast to him but i don't it's, think Hank Pym would have gone to the funeral, but they're allowed to fucking do it because they had a great film. And they, they had, had a great, great film and good, and good, good build, build up, up to that yeah, moment. Yeah, Game uh, of Thrones did not earn shit. Yeah, there was, <laughs> and there was, because like some of the people on the on the small council, why, why was uh, Bronn master of 
coin. Why was Bron put on and, the coin? And also, Samuel Tali as well. He is not a maester. He has yeah. not done his teaching. He's not done his training. He doesn't know much compared to... He shouldn't be the high sept. That's what he is now. Yeah, it? I'm pretty sure yeah. he is. He shouldn't be that. He shouldn't uh, be there. Rem- of them should fucking be there. That's another thing the only pre- one that should fucking be on that council is Tyrion. That's and even then, Tyrion's fucked up yeah, so much throughout the season. So he should be times. dead. He yeah. really so should who, be dead. Who else was on there? Um... So we got Brienne. Brienne is just doing something else. Brienne, like the King's Guard. Completely yeah. fair. She is that. That is the most fair one. Bri- I think as a character, apart from Jamie, like fucking her over. Yeah, that she's we, probably. We, the- we are going to ignore episode uh, up until the last part of the the final episode. We're going to ignore episode five, four, three, and two of Brienne of Tarth. We're going to ignore them, and we're going to say she's one of the best characters in the show because yep. she is. Also for Amelia Clark, I would say top. four four actors in the show um you know what top four i think top the, the problem is the top actors of the show are all dead as in they're all yeah. dead in context of the show oh so i would say Tyrion, best actor peter dinklage throughout the entire thing yes because he's had the highest he had the highest of the high moments but he also he also has some pretty yeah. low moments as well i'd say the person charles dance the actor for oh, Ty- tywin i miss tywin that's the that's what I want to get on. Yeah. Uh, carry on, and I'll get on to my point. As in, I'd say Charles Charles Dance. Uh, who else? I'd say, ironically, Pedro Pascal as Oberyn Martell. Even in the short episode he was in, he was very, very. He was good. very, very good. Yeah. And also, yeah, I'd I'd say pretty much the highlights of everyone's acting. Jamie Lannister. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Nicola Acosta. Well done. I think yeah. I can't, I probably fucked up his pronunciation, but he's probably one of the best actors yes. that came out of Game of Thrones as well. Yes. I'd say that all of them, and all of them have kind of. They've said D and D from what they've given have done okay with the show, but they all agree that the show could have been better. Yes. But they couldn't ask for what you that, know. And I don't think they want to slate the show because it would. I don't really want the actors to come out and slate the show until like five years, maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, I feel like that would leave more of a sour taste. And also, um, and also, who who actors as well? I can't remember his name. Let me get his name. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. The person who plays Varys. Oh, Ramsay Bolton as well. Oh, I'm Ramsey Bolton as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I there, there are plenty. Yeah, Conleth, Conleth. Yeah, that's I, I, I don't even want to talk about. I don't want to say anyone with bad actors because, like, at the end of the day, I appreciate everyone's performances. Yeah. And nobody was, other than some of the Sand Snakes, uh, and nobody yeah. was terrible. Um, no one was terrible. As in, you couldn't look. You could look at some of the episodes and say that's not. It's not their highest moment. That's not their proudest moment. Yeah. But like Amelia Clark obviously has a bad, some bad performances in, in the first few episodes. But then she really came into the role. She came into was, she came into her like with into her own form in that in just the later I, seasons. I would say Amelia Clark is a top actor. Yeah. And I okay, I myself I'm probably going to move on a bit from the actors for now. Can, but can, can, yeah, can, can let I me get onto one thing. Yeah, make uh, a point. It was. My, I think a big problem the show had, uh, which I don't think the books have because George is a great writer, is it lost loads of, I said this to you the other day, it lost the Charles Dancers of the show. It yeah. lost the big, big old actors who've had so much experience. I, can, I, the, yeah. And I don't, and I also think these actors wouldn't be afraid to go to the script writers and be like, this is shit. And they write they, something. Big, and, yeah, big yeah. actors do this. Big yeah. actors, if they see a shit script, for the most part, other than Will Smith, uh, will say this script is wank. Or, like, or I, not even just this script is wank. Leave during the, projects, yeah, yeah. and that doesn't happen again for us because these actors are young, and this is what their career's been built on. Whereas yeah. Charles Dance, he has a he can, big he, career. He, he does what he wants. They, yeah. they literally There's does what some he wants. Actors which just do what they want, and Leo, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is probably one of them. He's one of them, but that's the thing though. He does that because he takes good scripts from good people that yeah. don't need. He doesn't need changes. I, I think. 
you needed some powerful figures who were old, old men and women in there. Uh, there's we're lot. not being ageist, by the way. It's like they've got the experience. Actors are what you need. That's what made Harry Potter so good. Yeah, we like, spoke this as well. Yeah. The, first, the first two films of Harry Potter the children in that film were actually abysmal. Their the, acting was shockingly bad. As in the acting but wasn't good, but they had those actors, had those old veterans. You had the top British actors of best, all time. Yeah. They've come from Shakespeare. They've come done all this stuff. They've they guided them it. for 10 years. And they carried the whole thing uh, up until Daniel Radcliffe. Like uh, of age Rupert and everything. Grint became actual really good actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Emma Watson as well. That's um, the name, isn't it? Emma Watson, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing. That's what Game of Thrones needed. As in, and even- they did have it because- They did they, have- I, I, After season Season four, Amelia uh, Clark was really good. Yeah, um, even the act- I know Peter Dinklage is. is- uh, Peter Dinklage actor. has always been like a yeah, really but good. But he really came into he's, he he really came to role in like season four. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and I think it helps being around people like Charles Dance. And even number two, fair Peter Dinklage did have other series as well. He yeah. was in the yeah, X Men series. He's a good, series, he's a good so, actor. Yeah, yeah. He's a good actor. But uh, that, but that's also leads into another point. Like the writing was so good, but then the actors sold the role so well. Like Tywin and Stannis as well. Stannis breath. Both of both of them. They and even Joffrey as well. He is a. He I love. A I love the guy who plays Joffrey. I can't he remember his name. He was, he was. This is the problem of if they reboot the show, how are they going to recast? Game and of but Thrones? they cannot. They. I, I. don't think they will ever want to reboot the show completely. They can't do that. They'd have to what, do that. Sequel? They'd have to pull a Watchmen. They'd have to pull a Watchmen and what's, do it after. What's that? As in, by, by Watchmen, as in, what the new HBO Watchmen series? Well, is you set, mean make a sequel? As me, yeah, make some sort of sequel ahead of like with George R. R. Martin. Well, support. this is. I think I can't remember who video. I, it might have been Captain Minna, one of them YouTubers. Uh, somebody said how they ended it actually ended it like they were planning a sequel because yeah. there were so many loose ends but yes. I don't think they were planning it I think I the writing think was just it. shit I think the writing was like, like yeah like, we ended it because they were going out. to Valeria oh, I mean I, I, that's my guess he's going the, to Valeria but Bran, Bran could have checked where he was and Bran could have gone but to check there, where he was there is yeah there, but there is actually a very good potential for the sequel to be good because it, because Bran they believe he's the, a good king because, but Bran the Broken I can't get I can't get I still can't get a wheelchair. Branded uh, legs, no feeling. No, I I think the reason it would be good is because they have a king who isn't humane, um, and that's really good. That could be a really good storyline, and then that they could continue on. We could have another War of the Five Kings or some shit like that. Exactly. But the only problem with the next, if there was a sequel, would be there are no old people these elite generals and warlords aren't in it anymore because they're yeah. all dead. They're all dead. They're, they're all they're dead. fucking dead. It's, Game of Thrones had literally turned into young people. Like yeah, young it's people like a young adult. And, 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 <laughs> and, and I know uh, everyone is younger in the books, but still, like, it is just everyone is a young uh, adult. It turns into a young adult novel. Yeah, like... It did. It literally did. Like, there was, it, it was really, it was just odd. It was really, really odd. Yeah, and it's also, I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna go a bit about talking to about the production value of the show. Now, mm. Game of Thrones is in by no means, even in season one, because the, the common misconception people have with the early seasons of Game of Thrones is that they were cheap. No, they weren't. We watched we watched some episodes uh, when the Knights of the Vale, when Tyrion um, is about, when, when Tyrion's going to the Knights of the Vale, when he's being captured by um, the Starks. And yeah. There's that shot of where it shows the tower and it looks amazing. Yeah. The show was, even as it started, even when the show started, it hit the press as being one of the most expensive shows ever to be made even in season one because real it, faith in the book they had very much they had so much faith and this the budget kept increasing the problem is when 
the budget increases so much that the writers don't need to do much work because it's down to the production team to make it look good. And that's the main problem that I had. I've clowned shit CGI all the time. Mm. And I'm going to say season seven and eight, they did season eight especially, they focused too much on the CGI aspects of the show that it made it a bit, you know, that it sacrificed the writing. There were some wobbly dragon it. scenes. Like there were so many, yeah, there were so many like drag major dragon scenes because it's fan service, but it's also CGI. Do you want to like, know who looked uh, the, what the best CGI in the whole show was in in the last um, season? What? Ironically, Ghost. Ghost yes. looked really good. Ghost looked really good, but that's because the Ghost was a mixture of practical effects and, as and well. And a dog. Yeah, but that's dog. the thing. Because originally was a dog. It was. A yeah, it was. Dog. It was. Yeah. And then they slightly, they slightly, you know, to get yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, so the, the dragons as well. I know they did the same thing like in the earlier seasons, but in the earlier seasons, they did more to add more practical like effects they, to the they, show. They had, I guess, with, when it comes to Drogon, Drogon is massive. He's a, I know, but he's the even, reincarnation of. Valerian, but sure. but then even then they had him look pretty decent in the earlier seasons because he worked with the environment. The actors like yeah. like Amelia Clark worked really Amelia Clark worked really well with CGI. Then Kit Harrington and you could tell this as well in looked season weird. eight, everyone looked really weird around the show because it it came from the earlier seasons where it was a set. It was a really big set design. And then season eight, I saw the people doing production behind it and they all did a good job, but it was less practical and more, let's yeah. put let, let's, let's dump snow in the field, then put green screens around the whole thing. There was some bad green screens in this season, Yeah, as man. in, I... Oh, the desert scene, that's like King's The desert, what the that scene when, Mil when Melisandre got executed, that God. scene where she got executed, yeah. I looked at it. And it's so weird. And I don't see many people pointing it out. It's like the green screen is bad. Yeah. The, the, the it's so obvious. I've, t I've said about, people have said TV budget versus film budget, but the budget doesn't like it. The problem the show has is that it relied too much on the CGI set pieces. And you could tell that it was slightly rushed. Yeah. You could tell that it was rushed. In because a two year production. In a two year production. And none of the episodes. They made infinity war in two years and endgame yes. they shot back to back they made both of them in that time and they still and they had really good they had bad cgi at times but they had really really good cgi 12 vfx companies thanos. 12 vfx companies worked on thanos uh, professor hulk as well yeah i think professor hulk arguably looks more believable than thanos yeah that's the, that's what made it even better like the thing with marvel was that they did so much attention to detail in each of it granted and i it, i think a lot of this yeah. goes down to kevin feige and granted it did have one and granted infinity war and endgame are the second and third most expensive films ever made yeah. it's like then it, it it's understandable yeah, that it if looks you're good. gonna take a but, titan you have to give it a titan but budget. game but game of thrones the it looked it looks like you know those YouTube films. You know those like YouTube yeah. short films that you see people like Corridor Digital, Freddie Wong, those people who make. It looks like that. I would say it, Game of Thrones production peaked in season six. It peaked in season arguably and, and season I, seven. Watching in season six, watching the how they made the Battle of the Bastards was one of the most interesting. Yeah, I'd say done. the se season six is production between but from the Battle of the Bastards all the way until the blowing up of the set. Yeah, that was. Pinnacle. That that's pinnacle TV production design. Yeah. No show has done it at the level of Game of Thrones did that. I remember even in my school, like at school, we studied the scene where the set was blown up. Yeah. We studied it because the amount of CGI that went into that whole segment was god tier. 
what season eight turned into was set pieces after set pieces. I remember, do you remember when I showed you that King, image? The King's Landing thing wasn't even Re- Remember when I showed you that image of King's Landing in season yeah. two versus King's Landing yep. now? It was literally like in Lion King when, when Scar had taken over and everything looked like shit. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah. I, and also somebody pointed out that the fire it went uh in the last in the last episode sorry the second last episode looked bad apparently it was bad so the problem that i had it is a dragon like you can't really do dragon breathing down it was like oh let's get dragons breathing down on the whole thing and blowing up the building the problem is everything then that you could tell that episode was pretty much full cgi at that point everyone there seemed fake yeah. That's what happens. It seemed fake. When the Sept blew up in Game of Thrones, they had it so there was some, you could see some casualties, but it was well masked into the scene. So you'll be like, oh, these people died, but it kind of looks real, like the bell destroying things. Mm. When the dragon started destroying things, you could tell it was full CGI at that point, And it felt fake. That's that's all I can say. It felt fake. Yeah. Even Obviously, like, it's dragons, so it has to be fake, but it just you could have made it more real. You could make it, you could make it, more vid because i i could get past the i could get past the production design for that episode because that one t- i think that one take where it showed it from the perspective of aya as the whole scene was as the whole place was being burnt to the ashes that was good in terms of camera movement yeah everything else about it felt really bad as in it felt like a really bad total war screenshot yeah yeah like when you see all the soldiers there it just felt you know it, it i just it felt stuff could have done so much better i guess i feel it's just the production design i can i don't i hate going at the people that are behind the show because but people behind the show they did all they could they did all they could it's just the writing and they will be blamed for something that the writers did wrong i could look past the dodgy looking king's landing if the writing was good uh i i've said i said earlier i don't care about these big fights i want to i want there to be good dialogue i watch game of thrones for dialogue i watch game of thrones for the you watch game of, of thrones. thrones exactly you watch game of thrones for the pod like the politics behind the yeah, scenes that's what made what, it interesting when it went ahead of the books that's when it turned into the, a generic fantasy show the with night fights. king stuff was cool because even the narrative part of it was there was it wasn't just there was this big dude there was actual symbols and stuff there was actual history uh with the children of the forest it still was political because the battle between the children of the forest and humanity like it, it was cool like, there could have been a really good narrative like th- thing going on there but it just didn't um and something just- that ralph the movie maker brought up in his review of game of friends i'd say you could probably watch his one of season seven and eight is pretty decent was the show didn't have the balls to go for one of those surreal kind of scenes in the earlier season in the later seasons hodor's death yeah. hodor's death when bran went to the past yeah and supplanted Hodor's old mind with his new one which made him go on like a massive spaz attack on the floor that was like you're watching that you'll be like what the fuck and you'll also be like whoa this looks amazing and they just completely forgot that Brian could time travel yeah and they and they completely like you know you don't get those kind of scenes anymore it's just like let's have those high shutter speed camera angles like one take fight scenes where it's like the when it happened in the Battle of the Bastards, it looked amazing. Yeah. When it kept happening in season seven and eight, you'd be like, Yeah. Yeah. As in, they kept it overstayed its welcome. Yeah, pretty much. I think this. I I just feel like that's uh, why uh, a lot of yeah. Game of Thrones just basically played on the nostalgia of the late the earlier seasons, mm-hmm. and then it just turned like into, it the just nostalgia, into, the clear game. But there's a clear clear it, game ball. Yeah. Yeah. That. 
I I said there should have never been click aim bold just because it was so predictable. It was so predictable. You knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And the way it all set up as well. And like, I thought it was shit. It was, it was shit. And as in, that whole callback scene with the mountain. It, it would have been good. if Because I thought that I, I actually turned to James when I was watching. I was like, wait. I, are they gonna kill Sandok again? Is he actually gonna die? Like, because that would actually be Game of Thrones. Because yeah, it was it was unexpected, but it wasn't just unexpected because they needed to be. It was like, whoa, it's actually a fight of where the guy who isn't meant to win wins, like it used to be. Yeah, and, and it's like, no, they're just gonna have this epic, but jump oh into God, fire, no, no, oh which God, happens yeah. in all these Hollywood. <laughs> it, honestly, honestly, Game of Thrones turned into medieval fantasy Transformers. I'm actually, I'm actually crying at some of these. It's like. Oh my, they could have done so much. And it's like, that whole fight uh, scene. Everyone looks past it like, yo, dude, the dragon was flying above them. It looked really cool, man. It's like, yeah. yeah. But even then, the scene uh, looked kind of shit. It, and it, it was like, it was just, it was like, okay. Do you know it, what? Do you know, I've just, I just, I just had the thought about it. That whole segment, that whole segment with the CGI and the way it was filmed and everything, it felt like, Star Wars Episode Three. It did. Yeah, it was literally Star Wars Episode Anakin, Anakin versus Obi Wan. Yeah, it felt like that. Like Mountain had the high ground, and then they jump into the fire as well, and they burn. And it's like literally, like you, when 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 you were shouting, when the Hound was shouting, like oh, but die, like yeah. die already. That literally was like when Anakin was like, I hate you. <laughs> it now, felt. Yeah, yeah, literally. They're onto Star Wars next as well. I'm oh, worried. God, they are gonna destroy that. Body. <laughs> gonna it's already destroyed. But um, no um. I the, the, this whole season relied on visuals and it got to a point of where I was actually cringing and I don't know if this is just because I hate season 8 so much but there were some shots where I'm like okay that looks cool but like it's kind of cringe I know, bro I know, you, know you know what you, you don't know, need you to mention it you know exactly I know exactly what shot you're talking Daenerys about Daenerys wings yeah okay when I saw that I paused it and I was like I was I, like it's cool but uh, no, Game I, of Thrones in, never used to do that. Okay, no. So, okay, so what, what I was going to say about the series, because I remember that tweet where it said, this scene should be studied. I, like, that's so that's funny. That's the stupidest well, tweet What's meant to be seen. studied? What's meant to be studied? That's <laughs> like, exactly... It's like a bit of CGI wings it's like, behind it. Like, okay. I, it's like cinematographers have that kind of job, but it's like the problem that people had with Blade Runner 2049 as well. It looked amazing, right? And the scenes worked, but that's because they worked in the context of the film and it didn't feel like they were ham-fisted in to make people go yeah, like, whereas that hey, was like, look, it's a good they're like, hey, she's the dragon. It's yeah, like, no, no. It's like, it was exactly like, hey, look, I, the, I took a cinematography what, class. The, it's like, the, nah. The, the moments in the older seasons um, where you see she's the dragon is the scenes where it actually makes sense, where she burns and the dragons are born, when she's burning on the fire, but she doesn't burn to death. Yeah. You know, that is an actual good scene that to prove good. it. But you don't need this fucking... I, I mean, I, I am just nitpicking it. I totally no, no, no. I wouldn't even say it's nitpicking. That's well-founded. So the first... The, the, first, the cinematography of the early scenes when Tyrion eventually finds Jaime and Cersei buried under the rubble, I felt brilliant. That was good. He found out they couldn't escape in time. Like, that was the place he wanted to see. And he was like, you know, he didn't want to see what he eventually saw. Then, the scene where Daenerys arrives and then the dragon flies off. Yeah. No, d d fuck it. The scene where John sees, I think it's Drogon, sees Drogon in the snow. Yeah. That that scene was like, I was like, okay, all right then. That was kind of, it was okay. Yeah. But that scene where the dragon flew off and it showed Daenerys having wings, that's when I felt, that's when I was like, now you're taking the piss. You are taking the piss. So like, that's the kind of scene where people will be like, hey, look, I know how to use a camera. Like, that's literally like Baby Babby's first cinematography lesson. Yeah. It's like, symbolism they tried to force symbolism so hard 
what the old seasons did so well was that when was something so was symbolic, it was subtle, and you'll be like, oh, you'd that's watch where back you get it. You'd, you'd watch it. it back, and you'd watch it back with hindsight of everything that's happened, and you'll be like, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like the kind of stuff you see in Get Out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But in th- season eight, it especially that so scene, it was like, it was in your face. It's cheesy. It's cheesy, and Game of Thrones has never been cheesy. <laughs> it, it was ge- genuine cheese. Like, it was actual cheese. Yeah, it was like, cheesy. It was like, oh, like, look, he's a drag. She's a dragon. Yeah. Ha like, yeah. ha. Like, you saw, if you watched the documentary, right? Yeah. And you saw how smug D&D was when... Not Kit, when no, not just that. When they read, they read the stage directions from when Arya killed the Night King and when Kit killed, when 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 John killed da- Daenerys. Did you see? Did you look closely at their faces when this scene yeah. happened? And everyone was like, "Oh, they had the biggest shit-eating grins I've ever seen. Really? They were so smug." What? Why though? D and D, because they were like, "Wow." They, did they genuinely believe it was good? Yeah. Well, of oh course, of course, they believe it was good. They fucking wrote it, but like, I mean. I don't know. Maybe I, they didn't believe what they were saying in the behind the scenes. It was like Danny sort of forgot how to do like yeah, anything. Yeah, we sort of forgot how to write to, a good you have show. I also think that documentary was filmed um, like just after they like finished recording all and stuff. You know, yeah, like when they were writing them, reading them screenplays and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I no, 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 no. You do the table read happens before they actually go to do it. Yeah, that's yeah, the whole yeah, that's yeah. idea. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Of I course, they that. think it was decent and everything. The problem that I now have was that they spent all this time with the entire seasons and all these actors, and the payoff, the payoff just didn't feel earned. Like I watched the Graham Norton show after they'd finished filming. It had like Chris Hemsworth and Kit Harrington, and Kit Harrington had the whole thing where he burst into you. He cried. When, yeah. when it finally finished the last day of filming and someone asked him and one of the funny things I liked about Carrington as an actor what Graham Norton asked him was that what would you do if someone asked you like what like oh what would you do if someone asked you about the show about spoilers and every, anything John then said oh I'm no longer Jon Snow so what he thought would go what he thought would happen was that someone would ask him hey you're Jon Snow in that Game of Thrones show and then he'd reply with not anymore and he just like you know because like, you know he doesn't play Jon Snow anymore like his watch has ended yeah. what actually happened was that the person asked and he burst into tears wait really yeah he burst into tears he was like no <laughs> it was, it's funny when you oh, watch it in the show it? yeah it? Oh. it was like it was funny because it was genuinely like you know he's given up on the character now like his watch has ended yeah. the problem with the problem that I have is that you know remember the leaks mm-hmm. when the leaks first came out yeah and everyone thought it was bullshit because they were that bad they were bad now, th- there were so many people in the table reading. Did you see how many people were at the table read? No, I didn't. There was a, the cast, yeah. the writers. Then you had another 20 people who so, you've probably so, never so one seen. Of, so one of, one them, one of them is bound to have leaked it. That's amazing. Wow. Like, you, it was a full room. It's not like Infinity War Endgame where there was no table read, so you, you couldn't leak it. Can you imagine if we didn't know the... Because me and Faf both read the leaks before they came out. Because I, we were, like, at the point of where we, we thought to ourselves, it can't be that bad. It, it can't, can't be, be that, that bad. bad. Like, we, when we read the leaks, I read the leaks... Was right. I read the leaks thinking it was bullshit. I read the leaks thinking it was, it was bull. Like, it was clear bullshit at the time. Like, because I'd gone through Endgame leaks and I read all of them to have a good laugh about how bad all the leaks for Endgame were. Like, I've gone back to that spoiler subreddit and read all the leaks for Endgame with people saying, oh, uh, I, War Machine stays back while Thanos... Like, one thing they got right was that Thanos attacks them at the base. But they thought that happened at the beginning of the film when War Machine holds them back while they go back in time. Yeah. And I, re- I read it and I was like, that's a good fan fiction. 
But then I read these leaks and I'm like, this can't happen. So I was gonna, I thought I was gonna have a good laugh watching them and seeing a very well written final season. They were correct, and I was like, okay, this is obvious. But then they started getting more and more correct as the seasons kept by. And even I remember you, Freydak Fraser, like you, you were in the group chat saying, take a shot every time I exclaim in the group chat that all the leaks are correct. I was genuinely like, this can't be happening. Yeah, yeah. I was so worried that, you know, all the leaks would be correct. And they were. Yeah. It, it's it, disappointment. It, it just is disappointing. There's nothing more we can really say than other we are disappointed. We are fully, I think the season, it had so much promise. It had so much promise. It was ahead of the books and we were all kind of saying that season six, the end of season six, where like, you know, Daenerys is sailing towards King's like, the King's Landing. Yeah. If the series ended there and it got all of a sudden cancelled. I would have been happy. I, would, I wouldn't even be mad. As well, in, I actually, been no, mad, I'd been be livid. No, I'd be livid at the time. I'd be livid. But with the benefits of hindsight, I would have been mad. Like I generally wouldn't be yeah, mad. Yeah, Imagine yeah. if they cancelled it and they re like they revived it. They cancelled it and the books came out. Then they revived it. Like they pulled the Samurai Jack. Yeah. I'm so I'm just so tired of series like series ending so disappointing. Uh, yeah. I mean after this podcast, um, I'm just gonna finish Game of Thrones and never watch it again. Yeah. Until the books come out. Uh, like what? I'm I'm used to disappointment now. So I've had well, Samurai. I've had okay. So I've had. B- a lot of BBC shows have been cancelled and they've cancelled on a bad note and they've ended on a bad note so I'm like ah oh, they've all ended really badly Samurai Jack after many years got revived for season 5 on a finale the first 3 episodes were god tier the actual 10 out of 10 episodes that led me to believe the whole episode would be good the season got rushed and it ended really badly yeah. I was like disappointment Game of Thrones is like last season and I'm just like I remember making a photoshop in season 7 and it said, you know it will end badly. Like, I can show you the image that I made, but I made that, I made that two years ago, and it'll say, I said, you all know the show will end badly. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't believe myself when I made it, because I thought it would end well. But now that has ended badly, and I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. I just, I'm just so used to disappointment. Yeah, it's getting depressing, but I, th- I feel like... We had a good one with the MCU, as we said before. We had a very good run with the MCU. I'm so happy that the M- that. I'm so happy that Endgame wasn't bad. Yeah, I would have been so crushed if that was bad. I genuinely would be like, no shows could end anymore. No one can end a franchise well anymore. Yeah. I'm worried about Star Wars. I'm not worried because I know it's going to be bad. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, I'm worried about how just how bad it could get. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like going to laugh because obviously we've made a podcast about my distaste for Star Wars now. So yeah. I'm just going to sit there and be like, now I have witnessed this pain. Now you can all witness this pain. Yeah. Because people on Twitter are like, oh, you, you cry way too much. And then when Star Wars comes out, everyone's going to be like, like, oh my God, this is really bad. I think yeah. maybe the the rise of Skywalker yeah, rise can of Skywalker. be good, maybe? JJ Abrams will do the best he can. I, I think it will be the good. Problem th- the problem that I have is that I feel it's going to be too derivative of all the other Star Wars stuff that came before it. JJ Abrams has a thing that every time he reboots the franchise, he did this with Star Trek, he did this with Star Wars. He always goes for something that happened before. Yeah, He always rehashes something that's happened before, but modernizes it. Like he did with um, the first film. Yep. So... I'd say, is there anything... We've been doing this for one hour and ten minutes. I'd say, 
Is there anything more you want to say about Game of Thrones in general? I'm actually getting quite tired right now. I don't know if it is a bit obvious. But, and um, I've been getting, I've been, we've been getting tired as yeah, well. I think I, the disappointment I, has crushed us. No, it really has. It's like, I don't want to sit here and shit on Game of Thrones for an hour. I want to sit here and say how good it was. Oh, like, we, we did that with Endgame. We, yeah, in Endgame, we, we, made a, we, made a, we made a podcast gushing over how good Endgame was. And even like the funny moments and everything, we could have a good laugh. But this just felt... Yeah, I'm like sad. Like I'm, I'm crushed. Like it was at, it's really depressing. Like it really is. Like in the matter of a week, we've lost Game of Thrones and the camp cast. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. what, what, what am I going to lose next? Am and it ends and camp cast ended like, you know, it, it got cancelled. I mean, at, at least the camp cast ended on like we, camp cast got what we wanted for season six. You wanted we got it to be a, we, we got 40. It, it ended on a round episode. It ended yeah. on 40 episodes. 40 episodes of good stuff. It right? ended on season four. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, exactly. And, and, ended and, on the best season. Yeah. But uh, I I'd, think Alex did a good choice there, Alex. Good choice. I'd say though, should we just, should I just quickly talk about moving forward? Like right now on, so Game of Thrones is all done now. We've got a lot of films to catch up. We've had the summer of films. Like I wanted to go on to talk about, you know, some of the films that I've been watching, but I know Fraser hasn't watched them. Like you've got John Wick 3 who's, that's come out. We've got Detective Pikachu that's come out. We've got Brightburn that's come out. I think we've got Aladdin. We've got all of them. Well, I think we should just do it about like films. We shouldn't dedicate it to one single film. We've got John Wick, Detective Pikachu, yeah, we'll loads of stuff out. to talk about. So we can get we can get more variety into it. So moving forward, we'll be talking about it. I want to talk about Chernobyl as well. That is genuinely a good show. I'm going to get Fraser to watch it somehow. And I guess... In the future, we're just gonna be just going all at it because we've lost we've lost long series that we've we've. This is basically our mini season finale. This is our mid series mid season finale. We've got end game finishing, Game of Thrones finishing. Yeah. Now it's got we've got new stuff to look forward to. Now we now we move. Now, now we, we now we move on to new stuff. So. Should we end, should we end it yeah, there, I guess? Yeah. So um, thank you. you thank you all so much for watching this episode of the Coffee Club podcast. As always, it'll be on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes on release. Also, I was going to say something. I'll probably discuss it. In fact, you know what? I'll discuss it off camera. We'll probably say it on Twitter or something. We'll announce it on Twitter when it gets to it. But yeah, okay. thanks for watching us. Follow, follow us on Twitter. We'll give updates and all that kind of stuff. And... God be good and may the round bless you and your crops. <laughs> that is a good one. Thank you all for listening. See ya. Bye.